Coming up on this episode of The Village Idiom. What's the difference between a musician and a savings bond? Oh, interesting. The savings bond will eventually mature and make money. <laughs> dum, dum, da, da, village Idiom. Hello and welcome to The Village Idiom. We are a podcast that every week we choose a popular saying to take an admittedly shallow, hopefully comedic once while interesting if we're lucky educational dive into its meaning, its origins, its usage, but mostly we're going to use it to hang our otherwise directionless conversation on. My name is Jurassic Mark. And you're skinny. <laughs> I'm skinny. I was curious if you know what does the fox say. Something along the lines of hotty, hotty, hotty ho. Is it a hotty ho? <laughs> I don't remember. What does the fox actually say? I, there's a weird one in there, too. <laughs> Do you remember that song? Absolutely. Do you remember there was... Uh, did you see the, the video, this year's video? There's like a... I have seen it. The, the funeral? It's amazing. So I don't know. Do you know the story behind there's a prank? No. So that guy is a comedian. Yves or Eves or Ives or however it said in his, his, his mother tongue. But he had like a morning show and did pranks. Um, like, okay. so he, he was not just like some random musician. Well, I should look it up because from I think it was a prank to put out there that he's passed away. But this elaborate <laughs> production with church choir, really, people trying not to laugh. It's a pretty amazing performance of what does the fox say at a funeral? I know it's a funeral. Get your hands up. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a choir going and people are like looking around like half confused. It's like, it seems legit, but people are like laughing. Like, like he can't might be real. He might have requested this. But the guy's actually funeral. in an open casket. Yeah. It's amazing. He doesn't look dead though. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, anyways, uh, almost happy new year, friends. Illegitimate children. That is correct. It's almost in. We're taking in we've another been saving one. this one. 2023 has been amazing. Yeah. Of me. all the years What's we've had. Highlight? highlight of 2023 for you is. Oh man! Well, definitely. Uh, think of uh, all of the the most me- recent thing is Christmassy stuff. What is the highlight? That's a that's a tough one. I really didn't think about it in terms of uh, of the past. It's been a, it's a crazy year to start and it ended pretty amazing. Christmas was awesome. Uh, you were saying you got that, that could not have been a more vague answer. I said highlights, and it was. <laughs> I, I I don't think there was a highlight in there. It was okay. like, oh, it started this way, and it was that way, and it's like this is it, and then you were about the, to pass a baton to the, me. The thing that has come out as a highlight for me, I don't even know. Like, I don't like. I didn't get into it because it's not like shareable. It's not mine to share. Okay. Yeah. So it was like it's going to be dead space, and then so the illegitimate children are like, well, what was that? It was still dead space. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had that moment you can't share. <laughs> of all the moments to. To not share that yeah. was totally one of them. Yeah, but yeah, but it was definitely the highlight. <laughs> yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah, it was the highlight of the year. I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Uh, yeah. Hi- you, you see, you don't want to take all your highlights and use them all at once. No. You need to put some in. So the- I'm saying we've been saving this episode. You need to put some in the kitty for later. You know what I miss? Yeah. This was a highlight, but this was highlight of COVID. Okay. Which well, doesn't, it's not a 2023 highlight, but. 2020 highlight. 2020 highlight would be the person that's presenting today's idiom. Um, maybe, maybe you'll recognize it. Let's see it. Just saving it for a rainy day. That's the voice of the Tiger King. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Anyway, I haven't seen part two or whatever. I can't. Second season. I don't know. Saving it for a rainy day is the idiom, though, and that was Mr. Tiger King. Do you ever have that where you. You, you you have a show in the can waiting for just such a time as to I'm going to watch this all in one go. Like you're waiting to? Yeah. Okay. What do you mean? Well, m- my wife and I, we've been watching 1883. Right. 
and knowing full well that it's like a prequel prequel to Yellowstone. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So we have yet to see Yellowstone. Where do you, where do you find 1883? Well, Is that a Netflixy thing or a calendar? Don't tell me where. <laughs> don't tell me where you find it. But where do you? Is it Peacock? Yeah, you don't know. I have no idea. All right, I have no idea where where all these things are actually found. But uh, and then there's 1923, and so uh, still I mean, part of the series. So 1883 is like Faith Hill, Tim McGraw. No, 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 they're not that old. <laughs> They are. They look amazingly well, which is, which is just why. Again, I adore country music. It's like the fountain of youth. Clearly, so it must be. It must be because they don't look a, d- a day so, over their forties, fifties. Yeah, he he got weathered a bit. But anyways, yeah. So like, but saving it for a rainy day, it's like one of those special things that we like save. Like you cannot watch. You have to. We oh, have, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah we're, we're gonna do this together. Yeah, we're gonna start it as old as we can, and we're gonna because I've seen a couple episodes of Yellowstone. It's like oh, it's good, but I didn't. Pursue it for whatever reason, right? And so we'll be able to watch it all the way through together. It'll be fresh. So, but that's it, fun. Saving it, saving it. Yeah, saving it for a rainy day. Saving it for a rainy day. Well, see, speaking, speaking of rainy day, yeah. like this, this was not a white Christmas this year. This, I took my uh, father-in-law out for coffee this morning. I'm like, so much for uh, a white Christmas, and he's like. Start singing, I'm dreaming of a wet Christmas. I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't need to save for a rainy day because it's a rainy day every day around these parts. Before we get too deep into like the saving for something, I, I came across this while I was uh, doing a little research on saving it, and this uh, this tickled me. I hope I, this I, is I know about Jesus. You'll enjoy it as a as a musical person. What's the difference between a musician and a savings bond? Oh, interesting. The savings bond will eventually mature and make money. <laughs> That's great, actually. Yeah, so That's fantastic. Saving for a rainy day. Uh, uh, so I started to think of events that were like worth saving for. And so a couple things. Vacations. Vacations. Do you know what percentage of illegitimate children, uh, lock your answer in now, uh, what percentage of your income you're encouraged to uh, put away for vacation. Oh, that's interesting. Question. Yeah, I, like what a, what an advisor would say. Y- yes, exactly. Fin- financial planner would say you consider doing X, Y, Z. Is that implying that you're vacationing every year? Uh, um, you know, it, it didn't say that, but okay. just that. It, I, don't, it, it, I don't know. Let's say ten percent. Seven. Yep. Pretty close. So yeah, if uh, a person, I should or, have said seven. You should you should save a, for vacation slightly less than you tithe to your church. Hmm. That seems to make sense. I think that's a well, proverb. It's probably actually really close to seven for 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 most folks, <laughs> right? <laughs> so seven percent. So if you're if if your take home is four thousand dollars a month, then you'd be an annual budget of thirty three hundred to put away for your vacationing, huh? Which I thought was fascinating. So it could be an annual uh, vacation, or you skip a year and you have a better vacation. Well, that's what we do at my house. What? Well, we, annual. We usually. So yeah, we vacation like, but it's like cheap stuff on alternate years, and then right. try and do something bigger on the second. Do you actually follow this seven percent, or you just have no a savings? Yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. There, there is an actual rule. I'm. This is all like this is actually there is a financial rule for this. Making though. something quite clear to me, mm-hmm. um, because I can't remember the last time I vacationed. That's not good. Well, it's because you're supposed to save. <laughs> is that the issue? So You're like, spending it along the way. Why don't I ever vacation? I mean, okay. some would say my whole life's a vacation. <laughs> I've heard that before. 
So what I was going through of illegitimate children, and maybe you've so you know how you tune into the 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 podcast to get your financial advice. You dial, you dial, you dial in. <laughs> You're like, tune in. Do you know what I need right now? Is financial advice from two morons. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> but the point is the the emphasis Which on the word up- moron is more. We want you to earn more. We're not lessons. <laughs> We're morons. You'll never learn a lesson from these morons. <laughs> so there is a rule that I came across in the study. It was the 50-30-20 rule. Okay. And it was that you were to intended to or ideally uh live like so your your either mortgage or rent um and your food uh, those big ticket items, fifty percent of your income, thirty uh, percent um, in in the realm of like if you're going to be like some of your incidentals, like n- not necessaries, your eat outs, your I'm going to take in a movie, maximum thirty and twenty percent to service debt, out like above and beyond what would be covered in that fifty percent, twenty percent to service uh, debt and to save. Yeah. To service debt or to save, I guess. Yes. So if we, uh, so if you're first debt, getting rid of your highest, right, y- your highest things that cost you the most money. But yeah. So as so, what was that? Four, 50, 40, 50, 30, 20. 50, 30, 20. If, if 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 you do fifty forty twenty, you've already got other math problems. <laughs> That's good. I figured out why you're there's financial <laughs> problems. Right in the first lesson. So if you're also doing ten percent tithing and seven percent for, uh, you're now at one hundred and seventeen percent. You need to live in a shed. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then that, that, that just is what it is. Yeah. So Interesting. I, yeah. It's not a bad rule of thumb. I've heard similar, not quite that. I've heard similar sort of uh, savings math. But uh, I know that when the kids were little, we sometimes did the, um, oh, man, I don't even remember. They had a little savings bank. Like, like a piggy 80, bank? 80, 20. And it was like. Hmm. Just so that they were always putting twenty percent aside or something. Yeah, it's a, it's I a good can't thing. Remember trying, trying to save a little bit—it's a good thing. They're doing better than me. So. <laughs> well, you had to pay for them <laughs> when they have to pay for theirs. Then they'll do crappy too. There you go. Eventually, yeah, it all makes sense. <laughs> well, anyway, saving for a rainy day. Uh, this other little gem: taking money from your savings is stealing from your future self. Fortunately, my future self will be too poor to hire a lawyer. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so that, screw you, future self. <laughs> Good luck coming for me with the no money you got. <laughs> yeah, that's so, really funny. Yeah, it's uh. I'll, I'll, so, if you've ever heard anything useful on this podcast, which I'm guessing is most weeks, at least there's that fifty thirty twenty. Do your 50, best thirty twenty. Yeah, do your best. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Saving for a rainy day. Jesus saves. <laughs> Gretzky scores. <laughs> Shoots. Does he? Gretzky shoots, Jesus saves. Oh, I see. If he's, if he's, if Gretzky if he's saving, scores and Jesus can't... doesn't save. Right. Right. That doesn't make sense. Right. Which would make Wayne Gretzky the devil. The classic Gretzky versus Jesus. That's a, a tale as old as time in Canada. <laughs> exactly. When children, and this often comes up around Christmas time, you know, cause like in Germany they have like Krampus. Yeah. But we have, uh, we have the Krampus and Krampus. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but the, you often don't hear the Canadian tale of Santa versus Gretz. Yeah. Huh. Cuz yeah, he comes and steals your soul. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, 99 is pretty close to an upside down 666. Well, there's lots of these little similarities. Um, He carries the children out on a hockey stick. (laughs) He he fishes them right out of their bed. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. puts them on ice. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) Yeah. The great... I have a picture. The great one. <laughs> you have a picture? Well, uh, when I went down to Portland, I went to this curiosity shop, and they had this gigantic Krampus in the corner that you oh. could sit on and get pictures with Krampus. That's funny. Yeah, it's, of course I do. Is it terrifying? or? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where you turn your back to it, but you're like, hey, is this like a mechanical thing that's going to put its arm around me? Or right, yeah. Freak me out. Yeah. Ah, uh, man. Well, old, there you good go. old Canada lore. There's just not Classic. a lot of Classic. For you American it. listeners, you don't know the Krampus versus there, Gretzky there, versus there, Jesus lore. Is there an American version? Of what? Of like Jesus saving and and their whatever. I think, fill I think, in the, I think, uh, I think we've heard of Jesus and Gretzky at this point. I guess he was the great one, no matter. Yeah, and what? he played for the Kings a long time. What, the Kings. The King of Kings. <laughs> He wow. played against the King of Kings wow. while on the Kings. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that is deep. <laughs> wow. If Jesus was in goal, who did he play for? Hmm. Not the Flames. <laughs> no. It should have been the Kings. He should have been playing with Gretzky. Yeah, he, as the King of Kings. Yeah, as the King of Kings. Yeah, that makes that actually makes a lot of sense Like yeah. if you really buckle down on it. Yeah, what would be another? Uh, well, we got the Lightning. I mean, the Saints, but that's a different sport. Yeah, Buffalo. Um, yeah, no, the God of Thunder plays with the Lightning. Mm, I um, see, yeah. I see. Um, what else we got? Mighty Ducks, the Almighty Ducks. <laughs> the Almighty Ducks. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the King of Kings <laughs> he plays with- and scores of scores. <laughs> no, uh, imagine I can hear the crowd chanting, and he shall <laughs> reign forever and ever. <laughs> uh. So, so yeah, no one has an upside down like sixty six Wayne Gretzky. That's right, like. Rah. Shirt, like with horns. <laughs> That's great. great. The great one. We're working on that. <laughs> the Canadian. Anyways. Anyway, what do you think? Most of that, most of that stuff wasn't true. A, a majority. <laughs> majority. Until we yeah. play that Origins uh, jingle, don't count on anything we say. <laughs> we try and keep it serious. Or not serious, but we try and keep it factual after the Origins jingle. I did hear uh, in the raining... Um, on a, a, a rainy, the rainy day, saving for a rainy day, and then in some like rainy research that apparently it was uh, scheduled for rain the day JFK was shot, but he chose to go in the convertible anyways. I don't know what was going through his head, but <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I'm like, so far I'm not picking up on the punchline, but there's one coming. <laughs> Who knows what's going on in that mind? Sometimes your jokes are so long, I just want the bullet points. <laughs> well, we should probably actually figure out where this uh, little 
this little idiomatic gem comes from. Idiomatic gem. It's idiomatic. Said some words. Where'd they go? Where'd they go? No one can know. I turned around and looked behind. Those words came from another mind. So question for you. Yep. Did you have any preconceived ideas of where this came from? I, I'm going to go with it. It's a just vernacular. It's just out there. You got to save for when you've got good times and there's, there's bad times and you, you need to save for them. Yeah. Like, like, so that's just a general thing that there was no beginning. Is where I'm... Yeah, but if you think about it, like you should save for sunny days because rainy days you're just staying at home. You don't really need to spend money. Well, and where we live in the Northwest... You're always at home. You're just going to be at home all the time <laughs> if you're not prepared to get wet. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little dive because this was slightly more interesting than I expected. So in an article entitled "Royalty at Discount," uh, the New York Times edition. This is uh, September fifteenth, eighteen fifty four. New York Times had this to say about rainy days. Within the last half century, monarchy has been so insecure in Europe that this is a little lengthy, but bear with me, that the different sovereigns have usually prepared for a rainy day by making oh man, I don't know this word. Pecuniary? Pecuniary? P E C U N I A R Y. I should have looked this up. Pecuniary investments out of the countries which would uh which they govern or misgovern. I got I got I got pulled through the the ringer today. What do you mean? So we had a turkey dinner today for lunch with uh, some some coworkers, and they're talking about how you debone the back of, of a turkey for faster cook times. To which I read, "Oh, you're referring to spatchcocking the turkey," and that met with roars of laughter. But it's that's what it's called. But it's actually that. <laughs> yeah, the spatchcocking. <laughs> so peculiarary, peculiarary, whatever. I haven't heard it Pecuniary. before. But, yeah, but unlike my coworkers, I don't mind getting a little smarter every day. Anyway, I don't need to continue. Continue. Rudely interrupted. Anyway, basically, it goes on to explain how from this state or that state and and how they were going to be saving. But they referred to preparing for a rainy day as back as 1854. Another one, uh, Mifflin Wister Gibbs. How's that for a name? Mifflin Wister Gibbs. He wrote in his autobiography. Is that a paper store? Of course we need an autobiography by Mifflin Wister Gibbs. Like... Like, when's your autobiography coming, <laughs> Dunder Mifflin? Mifflin. <laughs> Dunder Miffler Gibbs. His autobiography, which he called Shadow and Light, that he was born on April 17th, 1823, the son of a Wesleyan Methodist church minister and a hard-shell Baptist mother. He wrote this about his 16th year in 1839. On the following Sunday, he lay before the pulpit from whence he had preached, cold and death, leaving my mother, who had poor health, with four small children and little laid by for a rainy day. So this is just showing it in print. Uh, I, I have a couple other ones in 1600s, 1700s. Uh, and then uh, got this one. The saying, save your money. So there was different ones there, right? You probably noticed this. Uh, preparing for a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Set, lay aside provisions for a rainy day. There's another one that says you ought to put away for a rainy day. In the end, however, the saying, save your money for a rainy day, comes from an Italian comedy. So we have an actual origin story for that collection of words. Or so they say, because it's in Italian. Sure, that's not the (laughs) same. Comes from an Italian comedy, La Spiritata, by the Florentine playwright A.F. Grazzini, and written in 1561. So the adaptation years later by John Lailai, who is, this is the English version, um, 
in uh, he he died in 1628 was known as the Bugbears. Any of this sound familiar? Have you ever heard the Bugbears? Okay, no. I'm going to keep going. Is mean like a Nickelodeon thing? <laughs> it sounds like next week on the Bugbears. <laughs> You got slimed. The main plot deals with the formosus and the trickery he used, I'm reading this, it's not my words, to secure 3,000 crowns from his miserly father, Amadeus. And he is secretly wed to Rosamunda, who came to him without a dowry. So the expression can be traced back to this 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 play, The Bugbears, uh, which the line in The Bugbears, in the English version, which The Bugbears is, uh, is, would he have me... Keep nothing against a rainy day. So that's old English that said modern. Would he have me keep nothing for a rainy day? So it appears that the bugbears was translated from that Italian thing. And the Italian title was La Spiritata. (laughs) La Spirita. I have two notes here. One is Spirita. Um, Anyway, do you know what a bugbear is? So this also has okay. a little etymology. <clears throat> okay, bugbear. I'm just going to go out and it's one of those. It's a microscopic organism. Oh, that, you know what I'm talking what, about? The water bear? The, yeah, what are, or whatever a, it's called. Tardigrade. Oh, yes. See? Spatchcock. <laughs> That's a tardigrade. <laughs> he's, he's got his, Spatchcock. his vocabulary. Spatchcock. Tardigrade. Spatchcock city. Yes, a tardigrade. That's what a bugbear is. Okay. It's, it, you it's, are, a, it's, a, it's a bugbear. You are incorrect. Uh, a Am bugbear, and if you look it up, it says today bugbear is used as, which is funny because I've never used it. But anyway, bugbear is a pet peeve. So something that a particular, you know, whoever finds uh, annoying. One of my little personal bugbears. Yeah, you have a bugbear. Something that gets under your skin. It's a pet peeve. That's mm-hmm. what a bugbear, that's why it's called that. And in the play, The Bugbears, the first time it's saving for a rainy day is said in the English in the English translation of La Spirita, which is the bugbears, is saving for a rainy day. Now, that's the origin in print. Most likely, since it's in all of those things in print, it actually existed before of all of that. So here's the most likely origin of why it's even spoken, and it makes a lot of sense. Back in the day. Bible. Joseph. No, but maybe. Grain. Maybe back that far. Okay. Definitely back that far. Most men who made any sort of living were outdoor laborers. And so outdoor laboring, you got paid on the days you worked, especially back then. There was no like rainy day salary. So you had to save for the rainy days because you were not paid on rainy days because you were not working on rainy days. Sounds legit. Yeah. So you set aside for rainy days because you know they're coming. You will not be able to work on rainy days. Therefore, you will not be paid from the landowner or the employer you must save for those rainy days. Most likely, nothing in print to confirm, but most likely the origin story of saving for a rainy day is because of outdoor laborers going back that one, I in like, all time. Yeah, that makes great sense yeah, to me. Yeah. So saving for a rainy you day. You don't work. You don't eat. Yeah. Yep. You got to. Which is really how mm-hmm. you use it now. It's just that we don't miss out on work because of rain. Unless no, you're we'd a just be lifeguard. here. <laughs> There's like a high chance of lightning. <laughs> yeah. So I, I found it like interesting both in the kind of history of what it in be, print and the and that, that's, so that's a what great... What would you say is more modern? Usage like save of, now? Yeah. So we wouldn't say saving for a rainy day because rainy days don't particularly affect no, us. No, it'd be saving for a pandemic. <laughs> saving for a 
financial collapse. Yeah, saving for uh, foreclosure. <laughs> saving for a foreclosure. No, it'd be an emergency. Hmm. It'd be it'd be some form of emergency. You have your emergency fund, so you're saving for unexpected rainy days. Simply, well, you you can uh, you can help me and the illegitimate children who will eventually either well maybe some will experience the, this this situation that you've experienced twice already. Children who get married. <clears throat> and of course you want to do something kind for them to help get things going, but it's an expensive little world, that yeah. whole married world. And talk about like, not necessarily an emergency fund, but you want to do something like you need to save for something like that. Yep. Yep. What would you recommend as a good, I've heard a variety of things, but what would you recommend as a good strategy for what we should save for children who are thinking about tying well, the knot? I may not be, the best example of this, because there was a, th- this is what we did. Uh, now, bear in mind, both of my children that have now gotten married are boys. Mm-hmm. And traditionally. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Traditionally. Suddenly you take on traditions again. Yeah. <laughs> traditionally. Suddenly you're very traditional. The father of the bride or the family of the bride is uh, responsible for the wedding. I don't know if anybody I would contribute to this that. wedding, but I'm very traditional. <laughs> I don't know if anybody actually follows that. I'm sure some do. What we did, uh, we decided our first son, when he got married, that we came up with a number. We discussed it. Mm-hmm. So so one thing is we felt we spent too much on our own wedding. Okay. The other thing is a lot of people have shared the exact th- same thing. They wish they didn't spend as much of their parents' money or their own money on their wedding. And so we came up with a number, which I'll, I won't say the number, but... We came up with a number and we said, this is how much we will give. We're telling you this now before you start all the planning. And, right. And somebody bring their kids to work today? I don't know. Um, before you start all the planning, uh, this is how much we are going to give. If you spend less, this is still yours. If you spend more, you're on your own. That's the, if you that's the elope, advice I heard. If you elope. That's take this money and run. Okay, so this must be the smart advice of illegitimate children. I heard this, so you're like total confirmation on this then. So yeah, it's like pick your figure, whatever it's going to be. You say like here's 10 grand, you can use it to I wish you had said out loud a lower number. You 400 bucks. <laughs> get yourself some snacks. You're going to head down to Costco and get a, a tray of squares. Yeah, they've got fantastic squares. You're going to wait for the lady with the samples to turn her head a little bit and look in a different direction. You're going to scoop use those up, up as you're well. You're going to scoop those up. You're going to grab her tray. Okay. Uh, that's going to be then an go appetizer. Pick out your round. bridal gown. <laughs> in, at yeah, Costco. So, okay. Still, so you, still at you, Costco. You pick your figure. Whatever it is, five grand, ten grand, twenty grand. What? Who knows what? what yeah. means are the listeners are at. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, it's like you can, I don't care. You can, if you guys want to elope or you want to buy a car or you want to put it down towards the place or you want to do whatever you want to do with it, but here is the money. And so whatever wedding experience, you want to have people over for appetizers and or just you and <laughs> two witnesses and a priest. Yeah. yeah. And you and, two witnesses and a priest walk into a bar, <laughs> get and, married, and here's ten grand. And it's not like there wasn't other expenses along the way, but it wasn't. Uh, it can get nuts quick. Yeah, it wasn't like oh, we're also going to pay for this. It was, you know, we had our own expenses as parents just to be there for them through the wedding. Hmm. That it was like you know it. Yeah, there's your amount. Right, we're giving it to you now. That makes sense. Don't okay, screw up. good. That's saving for a rainy day. Feel legitimate children. Hope you uh, learned something good today. A little 50, 30, 20. 
give uh, your kids a lump sum. It Don't was ag- kind of rainy on one of those weddings I paid for. I, I didn't pay I, for I worked out wedding. fine. It was nice. You were there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was I, I've had drizzly and not bad. Yeah, we'll see we'll see if uh what happens with number three, because then you're on the hook with that bride coin. Yeah. I've got plans. Nice. I'm in. Whatever those plans are. I actually I'm have in. plans. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Does it involve me holding the rope of a tarp? The rope of a tarp? I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of a budget way to cover your guests. Oh. <laughs> Whether it's sunny or cloudy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take any help you can. Perfect. Give I'm, in. I'm in. Give me a lump sum now. <laughs> and, That's awesome. <laughs> and, and however I use it, you'll trust me. I do. I do what I would. Well, we should uh, wrap this this idiom up. With a little tiny bow called <laughs> Riddlink. Riddlink is a game we like to play. It takes a two-part trivia-based question that requires a two-part overlapping answer. Overlapping by sound, syllable, word, or word. So, for example, let me give you an example. Last week, our idiom was um, uh, paint the town red. Yep. So we left you left everybody with Salvador Dali and Pablo Picasso are from this country, meaning to have a crazy night in the city. I'm going to go with paint the town red. That's exactly right. I had to think about what you were saying. I'm like, paint. What's Spaniel? Can't find middle ground for the music here. If only we did this in post. <laughs> yes, it's not Spain. It's not paint the town red. It's paint the town red. Paint the town red. And that's how you play Riddle Link. Fun. Well, I've got a couple prepared. I've got a couple. Pu- 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 Prepared? Prepared. Here we go. Okay. This budgetary percentage guideline has perfect vision. Interesting. This budgetary percentage guideline has perfect vision. This is so quickly following. You, like, Was it last week or the week before? You're like, this is a first. <laughs> now it's a second. Now it's a second. I'm going to go with 50, 30, 20, 20. That's it. That's great. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's a 50, 30, 20, 20. Uh, <laughs> Roger, Roger. All right. Uh, let me give you one. A Volkswagen named Herbie was known as this alternate phrase for a pet peeve. Okay, a Volkswagen okay, named Herbie was known as this alternate phrase for a pet peeve. The legitimate children, you needed to chime in here. I'm going to go love bugbear. That's it. Love bugbear. Love bugbear. Yeah. So good. That's funny. Bugbear. Bugbear. <laughs> I'm going to start using bugbear instead of pet peeve. The bugbears. Oh, <laughs> the bugbears. That's a bugbear of mine. Okay, this one is a little is a little out there. Okay, but maybe maybe you'll land onto it, illegitimate children. This maturing money maker, okay, is how 007 introduces himself. Oh, this maturing money maker is how 007 introduces himself. Is it stocks and bond, James Bond? Sure, I'll take it. Uh- yeah, I was doing enough from the earlier savings bond, but savings any, bond. any kind of bond. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. Yeah, stocks and bond. James Bond. That's perfect. Okay, I got one more, and uh, we're going to leave a dangle anoing out there. <laughs> That's very different. Uh, why, don't, why don't you tell everybody how they can participate? Action. Okay, you can reach out to us on Instagram at the.village.idiom or email us the village idiom podcast at gmail.com or whether it's the Facebook, the YouTubes, or the X. Nice. At three minutes gone. All right, here it is. When you put some money aside for a more precipitous time with my left foot's Daniel. What? Tell us again. When you put some money aside for a more precipitous time with my left foot's 
Daniel. I got it. That's great. <laughs> and that is three minutes gone. You sounded so lost at first. I was. I was completely lost. Okay. I was like, oh, that's funny. That's the beauty of the Riddling, is you just need half. Get part, yeah. Yeah, and then you, it gives the you a launch pad. gives you a launch pad. Good job. Well, it was fun putting uh, today's episode together. I super loved it. Have a fun time this New Year's, and don't uh, make sure you save for a rainy day. Yep, because it might be the next day. <laughs> I'm Skitty. I'm Jurassic Mark. This is L. <laughs> snuck, I knew somebody brought their <laughs> kids this, to work. At this happy, happy New Year. <laughs> and this is the famous video. Whoa! Last three minutes gone.